You find competing in triathlons tough? Try doing it without using your legs. Today's guest is a legend of Dutch Paralympic sport, having won gold in paratriathlon at Rio 2016 and now aiming for gold in three different sports this summer in Tokyo. He's an unstoppable force, an absolute machine, and his name is one that you will be hearing a whole lot more of over the course of this year. His name is Jetsa Platt, and he's talking to us right here, right now, on today's episode of Try Me A River. Welcome on board, my friends, to episode 16, and it's a big one. Oh, yes, it is. The latest in our line of interviews with awe-inspiring paratriathletes is today's chat with 29-year-old Dutch sensation Jetsa Platt. He's known throughout the paratriathlon world for his staggering upper body strength. If you were watching the recent Super League Arena Games in London, you would have spotted him churning out insane levels of power on his handbike as he rode to victory in his PTWC category race. We'll mention it again in the interview, but Yetsa maintained an average power output of over 300 watts on his handbike during that race in London. And as I mentioned to him, that is something that I am not capable of doing with my legs on my road bike. Honestly, the strength contained in that man's arms is something else. And before we get onto my chat with him, you'll be excited to hear that he'll be doing it all over again in Rotterdam tomorrow. Super League Triathlon are back on the road with another lineup of wall-to-wall world-class triathlon talent. First up, in the paratriathlon races, Jetsa Platt will be the headline act. In his home country, off the back of all the social media buzz he created with his incredible performance in London, will he storm to victory again? It would take a very brave person to bet against him. Another one to watch in the paratriathlon events will be Team GB's Michael Taylor in the PTS4 category, hoping to back up his own win in London with another impressive showing. In terms of the able-bodied athletes competing, Belgium's Martin van Riel will be looking to defend his crown from last time, but will face stiff competition from the likes of Vasco Velasa, Alex Yee and Jonas Schomburg, while in the female event, Beth Potter will be hoping to carry on in the form that not only won her the London event, but also shortly afterwards, saw her take the women's 5k world record with a time of 14.41 at an event in Lancashire, cementing her reputation as the most dangerous runner on the triathlon circuit today. With the form that she's in, it's incredible to think that she's not even going to be in the Team GB lineup for Tokyo, having missed out on selection last year. But it does make you wonder if she might just have a bash at meeting the qualification time for racing the 5k on the track at the Olympic Games. Anyhow, that's a discussion for another day. Tomorrow, Beth will be fighting against fellow Brit Sophie Coldwell and Holland's home favourite Rachel Clammer. But look out for Maya Kingma, an outstanding young athlete with a heavy background in swimming. I reckon she could spring a surprise tomorrow. Brilliant races all around, and lots of Super League first-timers involved. So, plenty of opportunities for athletes to show the world what they can do and make a name for themselves, perhaps for the first time. What an opportunity for them. What a way to discover fresh new talent. 
and what a massive day of triathlon fun and games in store for those of us watching from home. It's live on BBC iPlayer with the women's race at 1pm and the men's race kicking off at 2pm and hopefully our Paratri friends get slightly more coverage this time than last time. Either way, it's good old-fashioned sporting entertainment, so don't miss it. But back to the main man. He might just steal the show tomorrow in Rotterdam. Jetze Platt was born with a shorter left upper leg and no ligaments in his left knee. He was also missing bones in his right leg and had that right lower leg and foot amputated as a teenager. But none of that has held him back. He's become one of the most dominant forces in Paralympic sport and won five consecutive World Championship titles from 2015 to 2019. He doesn't only compete in paratriathlon either. He is a vastly experienced hand cyclist and is entering and looking to win gold in the Dream 3 events in Tokyo, as he calls them. That is the paratriathlon, the hand cycling road race and the hand cycling time trial. Amongst other things in our chat, we hear from Yetza about his warm weather training in Namibia to get ready for the heat of Tokyo, the painful hill rep handbike sessions he does in training, and why his dream is to show the world that his arm par can be stronger than lots of people's leg par, including mine. I started our time together by getting into the topic of paratriathlon more generally and asked Yetza how he would describe the sport to a complete newcomer. I'll see you on the other side. Yeah, yeah, so recently I've been chatting to quite a few people from the world of paratriathlon and I think it's just such an amazing sport. And I, I think one of the things I really like about watching paratriathlon is that it is often so much more than just swimming, biking and running. There can be so much going on in the transitions as well, whether that's people putting on prosthetic limbs or getting assistance getting out of the water and onto a wheelchair or onto a, a race bike if you were talking to somebody who had never watched a paratriathlon race before how would you describe it to them <laughs> well we directly start with a good question um yeah uh good question i think um yeah just top athlete to deliver their their sports ambition on their own way so yeah it's really depending on the on the handicap at, at, at the end, but it's really at the end that handicap because the first thing uh, what's coming up is is sport and and the results and the race pace. But yeah, we are we are a bit different. Uh, but I'm already too long in the sport to see it as different. So uh, I I can imagine that for new people it's really uh, yeah uh, interesting to see. And when you are racing, you have two main pieces of equipment, a hand bike and a race wheelchair. Is that right? Yeah, right. Do you have a preference between the hand bike and the race chair? Well, I start hand cycling since I am five years old. So that's the very first equipment actually uh, and close to my daily uh, wheelchair. Uh, but the handbike, uh, I started w when I was five years old. So I, I like that a lot. Uh, do it so many years. And the racing chair was was yeah at the end coming for the triathlon uh, when I I was in 2009 for the first time uh, yeah into triathlon not not really para triathlon just uh, join an event uh, yeah near my uh, near my village so just more for fun and since 2013 on uh, para triathlon world level actually 
What's it like going up a hill on a handbike? In my mind, that seems impossible. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you have to ask me tomorrow because uh, <laughs> I'm now in Girona in Spain and I have to do a 20 minutes uh, max test and that's uh, up uh, yeah, uh, to the top of the climb. So uh, yeah, I do it a lot. Of course, it's heavy, but it's also heavy uh, with your legs, actually. Uh, only different is that we cannot stand on the pedals and, uh, and you can on the, on the normal bike. So yeah, it's it's of course heavy. Uh, on the flat roads, we are quite aerodynamic, so that's uh, that's good. When you push a lot of power, you 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 are going also really fast. And up the hill, it's uh, yeah, you have also push a, a lot of power, but it's always a bit less than the, than the leg power. So uh, yeah, up the hill is is quite heavy, but it's uh, it's nice. And for sure, the downhill is is cool. So yeah, is this test tomorrow part of your preparation for Tokyo? All being well. Actually, yes. Yeah, we test once in a while, once in a month or something like that. So yeah, the preparation for Tokyo is the main goal now. And uh, uh, we have another Super League on Sunday. So that's the first race. And then from May, uh, we have some World Cups, hand cycling and also triathlon. Uh, triathlon in Yokohama. Um, and then, yeah, moving forward to uh, to Tokyo. Where do you normally go to train? Is it safe enough to use the handbike on roads um, with cars going past? Because I guess you're lower down to the road surface. Do you normally just use standard roads? Yeah, also a good question. Uh, it's quite dangerous, like also a normal bike, but we are really low on the ground and I use always a flag and also the flashing light on the back. For me, it's really important to use both of them uh, because, yeah, we're quite low on the ground and, and mostly we are quite fast. So it's a bit new in the in the, in the main traffic. My opinion, I, I always drive on busy roads with the ID, the cars don't see me. So I, uh, I just, uh, yeah, be extra careful uh, when, when it's a bit uh, busy. Yeah. I find that when I am running, I get aches and pains like ankle injuries, hip injuries, knee injuries. Do you find that you get a lot of shoulder issues or do you train specifically to try and prevent getting shoulder injuries? Yeah, because I start from a really young age. So I really use my shoulders and arms from a, from a really young age. So they know what, uh, what, what they have to do. But also and later on, uh, also the strength training is, is an important part of my program. But yeah, at the end, when, when I make uh, a week of 25, 30 hours a week, it's quite tough for the shoulders because the swimming, the hand cycle, and also the racing chair part, and also the strength training is all on the shoulders at the end. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a nice job. What was life like for you growing up with a physical disability? Were there times when you were young that that was quite challenging? Yes, of course. I think it's always a bit challenging when you're young and uh, learning new things. But for me, yes, of course, uh, I was not really able to to run. Uh, I can stand and walk with a prothese for a uh, for short distance. But uh, riding on a normal bike was not possible. So I'm really thankful and happy that my parents uh, yeah, searched for a solution and not putting on me on a taxi and going to school, but looking for, okay, what is possible? And uh, and, and they came out for the, with a handbike. So I'm really thankful for that. So I started with a young age and a handbike and create actually my own freedom. But yeah, it's tough. Uh, human body is not made for, for riding a bike with your shoulders and uh, walking up to the stairs with the shoulders, actually. So, of course, it's tough. But um, yeah, I grew up with one older brother as well and, and two sisters, uh, all able-bodied persons. So 
yeah, they they help me a lot. Uh, I, I just look to my brother what he's doing and I tried also in my way. So, uh, yeah, of course, challenging sometimes, but at the end, yeah, it's, uh, it's going all really well. Did you know from quite a young age that you wanted to do sport for a living? No, 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 no. It was far away at that moment. Uh, but I start head cycling race races since I'm 12. And I was also going to the Paralympic Games in uh, Beijing, 2008, a spectator. We had a young talent team, actually, and we go to Beijing to watch all the races. So not as a competitor, but as a spectator. And that was a really yeah, mindset or starting point from yeah, a good athlete, uh, national races, some small international races to the top level. And, and uh, uh, from that moment on, yeah, I, I look for my own team with a trainer and, and, and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, growing up year by year. And one of the things that I, I watched you do recently, we were just chatting about it, was the Super League Arena Games in London last month. You won a gold medal. Well done. Um, thanks, thanks. What, what was that experience like? Did you enjoy the format of Super League Triathlon? Yeah, first of all, I really like it because uh, guys like you see our sport. So that's, that's really cool. And uh, I'm really thankful to Super League actually to give us a podium and, and uh, yeah, race on, on uh, yeah, with international cameras and, and stuff like that. So that's cool. Second is, it's a strange time now, so I'm really happy to have a race at all. So it was just a race moment for us. Yeah, not not a, not a preparation race actually for Tokyo, but it's really a, yeah, a motivational race. So yeah, it's a new format, indoor, uh, riding on Swift and also uh, indoor a roller for the racing chair. So it's uh, all new and we have to learn a bit how to, how to deal with it. But it was a really cool event. So uh, yeah, happy with that uh, opportunity. One thing that really stood out for me in your race was that you averaged over 300 watts of power on your hand bike for something like 15 minutes. And I went out on my road bike over the weekend and I tried to put in a hard effort for about 10 minutes. And my Strava afterwards told me it was like 270 watts. So you are putting more, (laughs) more power with your arms than I can when I'm putting in a hard effort with my legs. It's, It's incredible. What? what, it's my, what? Life. It's, it's, it's <laughs> my life goal actually, leg, leg power versus arm power. <laughs> um, what does a normal day look like for you in terms of strength training? You must live in the gym. No, no. <laughs> At the end, I'm an endurance trainer, so uh, also long distance triathlon. And yeah. so, uh, strength trainer is is strength training is is important, but not not that important. I do it twice a week. Gymnastics actually more. So not really uh, heavy uh, weights, but uh, more with your own body and uh, how do you call it in English, um, rings, uh, gymnastic rings. Uh, but actually at the end, only two times a week. But yeah, now I'm in sport for I don't know, 17 years actually. So yeah, I drive a lot of hours in the handbike and um, still happy that I make some progress. Yeah, you mentioned about how you do endurance races as well, and uh, you won Ironman Hawaii a few years ago. Could you be tempted to try something like the Sub 8 Challenge? There's a lot of chat at the minute about Alistair Brownlee and Christian Blumenfeld trying to go under 7 hours, and Lucy Charles Barkley and Nicholas Spearing trying to go under 8 hours. Well, you, you recorded a time of 8.41. Could you yeah. be tempted to try something like a Sub 8 Challenge? 
Yeah, of course. Um, the plan is actually also, also to focus now on Tokyo, uh, short distance. But the year after Tokyo, or maybe the years after, focus also a bit more on the on the long distance. And Kona was really nice. Was a great experience for me, and it was the first full distance. But it went really well. But at the end, it's not a really fast course for sure. For the racing chair, uh, and also with the handbike, it's quite tough. But yeah, the ambition is is for sure to do it on a faster course, and uh, yeah, see what is uh, what's possible. Brilliant. Do you think that something like Super League triathlon is the future of triathlon and para triathlon racing? Do you think that that combination of virtual racing and real racing could continue to improve the profile of the sport? I think yeah, it's it's parallel actually. I think at the end we need also the outdoor races and and the ITU and the Ironman races. Uh, but I think for sure in this time, but also for winter times or uh, socializing over the internet, so do do some races or uh, rides. Uh, I think it's a really good one, and it's for sure when you do it in the arena, uh, then it's also quite fair with all the same uh, power meters and and stuff. So yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's a new world, but also an important part of triathlon uh, for the future. Yeah. Do you have any big ideas of your own for how the profile of para triathlon in particular could be increased? Um, I think the ITU already did, and also now Super League do already a really good job because we are integrated in the in in the main sport, so that's really good. When you compare it with hand cycling, it's just a different sport, para cycling, and it's never uh, in one event in the World Championships of uh, or, or, or big races. So that's really good in triathlon that it's it's all be one big event. So I'm I'm thankful for that. So yeah, first our goal is I think to have enough strong athletes to show the world uh, what is possible with or without a handicap or a, a wheelchair or a handbike or whatever prosthetic. So we need that platform at the end as as ITU as the Paralympic Games as the Super League. Yeah, just show the world what what is possible. So I think that's the main goal for now and. For me, it's the main goal to uh, share the, the the power on the handbike with uh, with many people. So yeah, they they can compare it with their yeah normal bike rides or something. So um, yeah, that's the start actually. Tell me about Tokyo. What are your thoughts about it at the minute? Do you think you have a good chance of winning gold? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. For 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 now, it's all all going well. I'm almost qualified for for the dream uh, three uh, medal event. So hand cycling, time trial, and road race, and triathlon. It's it's three races in four days. So it's quite a tough program. But yeah, preparing already five years for it. So I have enough time to to prepare it in a good way. And I'm ready. I'm ready. I I like the courses. Uh, the the preparations are going really well. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Hopefully. Have you been able to prepare in any way for the heat and humidity out in Japan? I think so. Uh, normally we go early to, to Japan to, to acclimate uh, a bit. I was on training camp with the Olympic team in Namibia last winter. It's also quite hot. Yeah, and, and we do a lot of tests in heat rooms and, and stuff. So uh, I think I'm prepared. And for sure, the swimming part will be hot, I think. It's around 30 degrees water or something. So that's not the, not the best. But it's, it's, it's uh, for all the athletes the same. So uh, yeah, that's not a big issue. Have you been able to keep swimming during lockdown? Have you had somewhere that you can go and train? 
Yes, um, in Holland, at the end, we are allowed as top athletes to, to train again. But it was also for three months, it was, wasn't possible. And I was really happy to, to use the private pool of my trainer. He has a small private pool uh, with a streamer in his, uh, his house. So I was uh, still able to, to swim uh, inside and in a good way. Actually, I'm, maybe I miss only one day of training in 2020. And for the rest, it was all good. So no problem. Oh, fantastic. I've been to Holland once before to watch a football match a couple of years ago, so I, I don't know very much about the country. Can you tell me what's your favourite thing about life in the Netherlands? <laughs> the cheese, eh? I like the cheese. <laughs> no. no, you you know, I travel a lot all over the world, and um, for sure last year I was a lot of trading at home uh, because of the lockdown and, and stuff like that, and, and, and riding my bike many new and different roads in, in Holland. And actually, for trading, it's it's really well. It's only flat, but yeah, uh, it's a small country. You can drive by car in two and a half hours from the north to the south, and a lot of swimming pools and 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 training facilities. And yeah, at the end, my house is is standing there, and I like it a lot. And um, very last thing I want to ask you: What are the three things in life that make you the happiest? Um, my handbike. My girlfriend <laughs> and my cat. Yeah. Oh, really? What's your cat called? Uh, Hummel. It's uh, quite a Dutch name, but uh, it's, it's a nice one. It makes me happy when I come back from after training or, or whatever. He's all, always waiting for me. So. Fantastic. Yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for your time. You gen- genuinely are a real inspiration watching you race and the power you can put out. It's it's frightening. So um, if I'm ever in Netherlands in the future, I'll, I'll come and you can teach me how to use a handbike. What a gent, and what a colossal athlete. You see, in Tokyo, he is going to make himself a superstar. Even though the three events he hopes to compete in take place over just four days, I believe in him. If anyone can do it, he can. He epitomizes everything that is great and inspiring about parasport, and yeah, it was a pleasure to spend that time with him. If you'd like to fire me a message at any time, please do so. The email address is the same as always, that is trymeariver at gmail.com. And feel free to find me and follow me on Twitter at trymeariver to stay on top of all the latest updates and podcast episodes. You'd be a fool not to. In the meantime, enjoy the arena games tomorrow. And enjoy getting outside a bit more. Isn't it quality that we can now meet up in groups of 15 for exercise outside? Oh, it's been too long. Well, at least that's the case here in Northern Ireland. I hope it's similar, or even better, where you are. Group cycles in the early evening sun are back with a vengeance. And all my fingers are crossed that swimming pools and hairdressers will not be far behind. I hope you are doing well. Really, I do. There's a lot to be excited about this summer and this year as a whole. So get out if you can, lap it up. And until next time, take care, and I will see you in a bit.